Hello and welcome to the club. I'm Rachel and I'm here with my mom. Hi mom. Hello friends. And today we are going to discuss stage three of the path to healing, to begin to heal after the death of a child or a sibling. So we're in stage three, which we call support systems. And so um, I kind of want to say I'm a little excited about today's episode just because, as I mentioned before, this is where you begin to see a little bit of light and you may actually start reaching for that light. And so I think um, you're still in the aftermath and we're still in the depths of our grief, right? We're still at rock bottom, okay? And what's carrying us now are friends and family. And one thing I do remember that stuck with me when we had, we went to the car wash that the community held. And Mm -hmm. this was before the service and I get to the car wash and I see a friend again it's the it's our hometown where we grew up so I'm you know back home and I see a friend that I met in middle school she's this old friend from middle school and she says you know she hugs me and she says to me you know Rachel this just means you have to come home more often right and you know at first it didn't kind of register didn't really and then but she was right later on I processed that and she was right yeah, because people tell you things and then you you don't take it in, but you do. You later on, you Late, remember exactly. The seed was planted. You know, yeah, you don't know that it did. <laughs> that little planted. Thing yes. Yeah. And and again, like when you have all these people coming from, you know, maybe because I never had social media, so I wasn't mm-hmm. connected in that way. And in 2011, um, it was kind of fairly new anyway. We barely had the Facebook, Facebook page. Yeah, well, just be new for us. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but but, um, but I didn't have social media and so I was you know not really as connected you know they were still my friends and I still love them and but I just wasn't as connected and Rudy was more of the social person he wasn't a social butterfly but Rudy always stayed connected to his friends whether it was through social media or he just yeah he he did he was a texter he He really close to his friends that we even were surprised at some of the friends that he had been talking yes. to that we said, wow, that was, you know, a kindergarten. Exactly. Kindergarten together. Exactly. And they still. They and still so, talked. yeah. So when she said that to me and then again, later I process and I'm thinking, she's right. I have to go home more often and, and, and refuel my tank, you know, like this love and this support and this good vibe and this energy and this positivity and feeling like you belong somewhere. Um, Oh yeah. I didn't realize I had missed it because I had my brother. So, (laughs) but my brother was gone. And so what she's saying is, yeah, that just means you have to come home a little more often to get that, Mm -hmm. you know? And so, um, let's see. So friends, family still coming around. There is a group of friends that Rudy had that he grew up with and we began a 
group chat, the text chat mm-hmm. thing. And so they continuously checked up on me. They kept checking in with me. They were planning things like we were going to the lake and barbecues and, you know, going out. Like I said, I was going home and, you know, going to certain birthday parties and like mm-hmm. quinceañeras. And so they were definitely keeping me in the loop. And mm-hmm. I was a part of that. And so it's um, it's like six, seven friends of his in a group chat. And so I become their sister. They become my brothers. Right. So I lost, and I always say, I like, I lost a brother and then I gained like 10 more, Mm -hmm. you know? And so they became my brothers and they began to, what I would say, take care of me. And in that sense, I mean like emotionally Mm -hmm. and they began to protect me like the way my brother had always protected me. And I do want to say thank you also to their families um, their wives, their children, their parents, their siblings, they shared them with us. Right. And they allowed them, you know, it's like a group of six or seven, you know, of his friends and their families allowed them to take to, the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah the I time took, to... I took, we took time away from your family right. so that your you know, your husbands, your brothers, your fathers could come be with us mm-hmm. and, and carry us. And you were supporting them and you were alongside them the whole way. Mm-hmm. And we want you to know that that doesn't go unnoticed. That didn't go unnoticed. And we, we appreciate you as much as we appreciate them. And we love you as much as we love them. Exactly. So thank you for that. Thank you. And, um, and so they began planning things for us. Like I mentioned, and even, you know, financially, I, I wasn't asking for anything. I didn't let I didn't let on anything was going on, but they knew that I wasn't going to work consistently. I would go, you know, two days, something would happen that triggered it. I'm missing three days. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, financially, they would come every once in a while and gift me with, you know, something, you know, here, just for your car registration. Like, I don't know, use it for this, but um, they would come and bring me gifts. I remember your cousin, Christina, also. Yes, 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 my cousin. such a beautiful thing for you, and it was at a time that you really needed it. It was, yes. um, That was my first birthday. Okay, so when smog passed... I didn't drink any alcohol and I'm not like someone who I'm like, a, like I will drink like a, a margarita or something like on my birthday or someone's birthday or mm-hmm. we go out on a happy hour or something like that. You know, it's not like, like, what do they call it? Like recreational. Right. Mm-hmm. But when Rudy passed, I remember like, you know, and everyone's kind of, you know, hanging out and, and, and celebrating. And I thought to myself for myself, I, I couldn't have any alcohol because like my my state of mind you wouldn't be able to handle i just yeah like and like i said i'm not someone who like drinks alcohol like anyway that much but yeah i don't know for some reason it was something like i knew that if i did that and then got intoxicated like i was just gonna lose it right i think that's what it was i'm like i don't want to go down that road right and so my first birthday after he passed was Mm -hmm. you know february so a few months after he passed, it's my very first birthday with him. And I don't know if we've talked about this before. If not, we'll say like the first year. This is what you do. First, it's that first week you're like, and I don't know if anyone can relate to this, but that first week I'm going to be like, I would be like, okay, like, but last 
Thursday he was still here and we watched the Giants play, you know, mm-hmm. uh, last, you know, whatever he was, you know, so that first week you can say like, oh, but he was still here. And then after that first month, you know, you could say, well, he was here still at this time. And so if, I would do that for the first year. Right. It's like so when that first birthday came around for me, it was like, but this time this time last year, he was still here. And so you kind of, that's part of that PTSD, part of that healing, part of that grieving mm-hmm. process is going through the firsts. <laughs> so here comes my first birthday in February, right? And I'm like, let's go out with my cousin. I tell my cousin, you know, let's go out and I want to, you know, have a few drinks and just kind of let loose because yeah. like, relax. Yeah, I want to relax. Time. Right? And it was just her and I. So it's like, you know, and we go out and, and then I, you know, have a good time and then we go back to her house and we're going to bed at night or whatever after night out and we start talking and then I don't know I just started like pouring out my heart (laughs) and and it was like just telling her the truth of and even though she was my prima hermana I don't think she knew that I don't think she knew it was that bad you know because I don't, I wasn't letting on, right? Because we're still in those first few months where we're like, everyone's hanging out still. And I'm, you know, I got to keep it up for you guys. And mm-hmm. I don't know if she really understood that until that night. And I broke down. And then I just told her, like, part of that, you know, like, I just want to drive off a cliff. I don't want to live anymore, you know. And I don't think I'm going to survive this. And so, yeah, she, I think, like, a couple days after I get home from work and she had sent me like a new iPhone. Mm-hmm. It's like a brand new iPhone. And prior to that, I was like not into, I'm not the tech person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like even though I'm on this, on this podcast me right neither. now, I'm not, I don't do that. <laughs> That's why some of this editing needs a little work, but I am mm-hmm. not the tech person. That mm-hmm. was Rudy. That was Rudy's role. Yeah, definitely. That was Rudy. Yeah. Rudy. He was always into like the new stuff. Mm-hmm. And he kept us updated. Yeah. He, he kept did. us hip, right? He did. Yeah, he did. <laughs> and so, um, like even song, I wasn't though, even like, texting. Okay. Yes, he exactly. Said, Mom, you have to text. And, and I had those, still had like the flip phone <laughs> yeah. thing. And he was like, you need to get a, you know, you need an iPhone. And it's so much user friendly and uh-huh. XYZ. Yeah. And so, um, <laughs> and so she sent me that and it was like more of like the symbolism of it, you know, right. because it was- she, and she's a Capricorn like him and they had their own relationship because within our primos hermanos, we each also had our own little mm-hmm. individual dynamics within the dynamic of the group. And so they had their own little, they, you know, they would celebrate their birthdays together and stuff. And so I think that was more of like a symbolic, mm-hmm. you know, like she sent me an iPhone, like Rudy would have, you know? And exactly. so, you know, it was like the thought and it was an extravagant gift too. Like it was a brand new iPhone, but Definitely. she did that because of Rudy, you know, and that, that she knew I needed that. And, and mm-hmm. I did, I needed that. I needed, you did. Yeah. Like yeah. So, yes, that was, I forgot about that one. <laughs> so, okay, so uh, friends are family, and then we can talk about, now Sharon comes into the picture, mm-hmm. and Sharon is a friend. I actually grew up with her son. My brother grew up with her daughter. My brother and I are four years apart, so we were always, you know, in different grades, but um, but our we grew up with their family, basically. And so their mother, Sharon, came to us, um, and wanted to do an altar for Dia de los Muertos, an altar for Day of the Dead, uh, which is what we celebrate in a Hispanic com- culture. Mm-hmm. And so 
this is only three months after he passed. And so she, you know, we're not even in the state of mind to to even think about doing this. But she came to us. She said, I will take care of it. Just give me a few of his items. I'll do the entire altar. And she put it up in the community center in Woodland where we grew up. And so all his friends came and we gave her pictures and, you know, his chef's jacket and some knives, knives, some of his favorite items. And she did such a beautiful tribute to him, such a beautiful tribute. We have pictures that are on his Facebook page. And so the community came out again. Here we are again celebrating Rudy. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so she started that tradition for us. And so. Ever since that, we continued. Then we continued the altar every single year, and so we have a box now. Or, well, actually, not anymore. Um, we did the altar Day of the Dead up until the pandemic. So the last right. altar we did was 2019. The pandemic hit in February of 2020, and then in 2020, 20, August of 2020, yeah, August our 20. houses burned down. Our homes. Um, we live next door to each other. They burn down. So we both lost everything. That's a whole different podcast. But the reason why I'm telling you that is because um, that's why we stopped. Stop doing it, the altars. Exactly. We have nothing. We have nothing. Put, yes, yeah, yes. We have and to still, collect our we're Yes. Pictures. And we're still rebuilding the homes, our homes. And so. Exactly. Um, yeah. 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 So we will start that again. Mm-hmm. But up until, you know, from 2011 to 2019, we did that every single year. Mm-hmm. And if you're not familiar with the tradition. The, the holiday, um, please educate yourself. It is, it's, it's a wonderful way to remember them, to honor them, to, you know, keep the legacy going. And you're with other people, people in the community. That are, yeah, you're sharing each other's family with each other. Exactly. You know, you're meeting, you know, somebody else's son or mm-hmm. uncle. It's yes. it's really cool. And you'll go to like the different altares and, and mm. you'll see like, like they're, you know, like relatives that have passed. And then sometimes you will see that young child, you mm-hmm. will see, you know, someone and, and then you'll be able to relate to that parent. You will sometimes find other siblings mm-hmm. and, and, you know, parents have lost children as well. And so, um, but yes, it's just a celebration of the dead. It's celebrating their lives and, and never forgetting them. And there's the Aztec dancing and, you know, the, the food and it's community. And so we definitely feel that that's part of the support system yeah. and, and part of that rebuilding and something that, that kept us afloat. Right. right. It kept yes. us going. And every year as the box grew, you know, it's like a Christmas box yes. where you, you, you put it away and then the beginning you of forget October. what's in it and then you open it and ooh, <laughs> Oh, look at this. Remember we yes. did this. And then it changes. Like I said, yeah. as we collected more items or, you know, change out the cloths and the banners and yeah. stuff and put different items, um, the box grew. And like, you know, it's like opening a Christmas box. Right. And so that's something that we would look forward to every single year, Mm -hmm. getting his things out and like, oh, his jacket and his. And preparing for it, like making the sugar skulls. The sugar skulls. We would have the, you know, yeah, the kids kids come come over and do sugar skulls. And they would talk about, you know, Rudy. Mm -hmm. And we just, we remember him Mm -hmm. in this way. And it's so much fun. And so, um, so we definitely recommend that. And if you don't know anything about it, learn about it. That helped us tremendously. And thank you, Sharon, for, uh, 
for that, for starting for that, that for, for us. Starting that. And so, okay. So that was one of the support systems. Then we talk about pastor, our pastor. And as I already mentioned in the previous episode, the reason for him being instrumental in our survival was that he kind of gave us understanding and I want to say the permission to be real with God, Mm -hmm. have a real relationship with him. Uh, We grew up in the Catholic church and so it was a little different, just a little. And, um, to me, like I grew up with the priest, like I only talked to the priest, like really, if yeah, like, like during confessional mm-hmm. or, but it, it's like, I think you had mentioned, it's not, yeah, they're not, it's hard. They're not approachable. Not so much. Not so much. And, and, and that's just me. That's my own personal right. experience. That's, be so I'm intimidated. Yeah. There you go. I'm intimidated be by different. being able to go up to a priest and say, you know, I don't, I'm feeling angry. I'm feeling right. sad. Like I don't. And so Pastor Rick was like. You know, here he comes in his dockers and his button-down shirt, like sprinkles. And Mm -hmm. he's telling me, like, God wants you to be real with him and have a relationship with him and let him know what you're feeling. And then come back to him when you need to. Right. But don't don't lie to him and tell him everything's okay and you Mm -hmm. forgive him. You know, be real with him. And so that was more real. That's letting your emotions you know come out letting the emotions yes don't suppress them don't suppress them that's right yes 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 see there you go exactly and then we did with him family counseling um and i don't think i mentioned he actually when we lost rudy he was in the process of grieving himself right he lost he had lost his wife his wife maybe about three years. Three years, three to four years prior to that. It was early. It was, yes. He so was, he was... He was barely in there to himself. He's barely like... He's, he's still in aftermath as well. We're not right. even in aftermath yet. Mm-mm. Oh, wait. Yeah, no, no. When we first met him, <laughs> we were still in shock. We just... He helped us get to the aftermath. Right. So because he was already in it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so that's how we related to him. He mm-hmm. related to us. Um, I can talk about this later, but with our counselor, we learned... Um, and I may have talked about this with the relationship. It's it's not about the person who died. Like, okay, that's my mom. That's my brother. Like, it's a relationship, relationship you, you had with that person. Yes, that's the effect that their their death is going to have on you. Mm-hmm. And so that was his wife. That was the love of his life. You know, he was he was lost. He was, but there he was helping us. And so we were relating to each other, and we did family counseling with him, and. Mm-hmm. My dad, that's when my dad, my then boyfriend was there, the four of us together. And so another thing that he did, this is another part of that support system. Um, So we passed in July and then here comes the first holiday. 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 Yeah. So we come up and we're not thinking about anything. We're not even asking Pastor Rick, like, oh, how do we do this? Or blah, blah. We're just thinking, like, oh my God. We're dreading them. Yeah, we're thinking, like, we got to come up with a side and, like, bring a dish and go to our family and carve a turkey. I was not ready for that. No. But we're not thinking, like, you know, it it would be like common sense, but we're in a fog. We're in a funk. Like, we're not able to say, Mm -hmm. like, I don't think I can do this this year, you know? And so he's the one that brought it up. And he said, you know, I know the holidays are coming up. And he said, as a family, you guys need to decide what's best for you. Do you guys want to do the same 
continue the same traditions that you've always been doing. So whatever it is that you did with Rudy last year, you know, if he was involved, whatever. If you want to do the same exact thing you do. That's fine. That's fine. But if you need to start new traditions, and eventually if you want to go back to the old ones, you may find your way back. But if not, you know, happy Thanksgiving. We wish you the right. best. But again, gave us permission. Oh, wow, yeah, that was to, a light to, bulb went yes. off. Of, I was like, wow, really? Do something new. Do something. <laughs> you don't have to go live in the twilight zone. Right. You know, like, this right. Is, okay. Because again, this is only like two, three months, four months, five months. It's the first holiday. Like last mm-hmm. holiday he was here. And I'm supposed to go, like I said, carve a turkey and, and, and mashed potatoes. And like, <laughs> oh, yeah, we're all happy. And like, what? You're right. I can't, right? But we're just going through the motions in life. So he's like, hey, uh-uh. <laughs> if you need to do a yeah. new tradition, then do that. So we go home and we talk about it. And we're like, okay, oh, yeah, right yeah, away. Let's done. do something yeah, new. Plan something. And so we went to Lake Tahoe. We took the dogs, caravan of people, friends, family, whoever could go. My cat. Your cat. We took, like I said, the animals, the pets. <laughs> well, they couldn't stay home for the week by themselves. We rented a cabin. And we went out there. Uh-huh. And we. And it was really beautiful. It was. We it was. Here. It snowed. It was snowing. And we even took Rudy. We took Rudy. We took Rudy. We took the urn because we spread ashes. We did the ashes by a stream. It was so beautiful. And it was snowing. Mm -hmm. And we have pictures and we're smiling. Mm -hmm. And we're like, the sun is shining. Mm -hmm. It was. And. It was uh, good memories there, right there. I love it. I love it. And so that was a new tradition for us because we couldn't go back Mm -hmm. to the old tradition, right? Because that was too difficult. It was too hard. Mm -hmm. It just, it, it just, it wasn't going to happen. Okay. So, but I did tell myself, um, like eventually I will do that again. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I have to say that, I haven't. We haven't. We haven't. Not that we go to Tahoe every year, <laughs> but we never went back to our old traditions. No, we didn't. And there, uh, there's even you guys even leave sometimes. Mm-hmm. Now that I have a, now that I have my own son, we we stay together. But there was you guys before he was born. You guys were going to visit uh, a cousin we have in Los Long Angeles. Beach. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And that was your thing. And I that loved was- it. Sometimes you guys would go to Vegas from uh-huh. there. And we you guys did. would like, uh, yeah, I do remember Dude, this before the baby was born. Extravagant dinners in yeah. Vegas. For, oh, that was another thing. Yeah, okay, because Rudy was a chef. For Thanksgiving, okay? Yeah, because remember Rudy was a chef. So like even within ourselves, it was like kind of hard to kind of do like the turkey thing. And so we we, we do like that, like like a extravagant dinner. dinners. Yeah. And, you know, on Thanksgiving, take Fine out. Fine dining, they call yeah. it. <laughs> or even something different for dinner. Like we, you know, enchiladas. You don't have to do right. turkey. We didn't do turkey um, all the time. Yeah. We finally got back to the turkey. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But um, in the beginning, yes, we did a whole different tradition. Went to Tahoe. Um, and then even after the years after, and when it was just the four of us again or whatever, um, we just... Like I said, you were going to Los Angeles on the holidays, and I was taking care of the house, your house, because mm-hmm. we live, you know, we we're, were neighbors, and the animals, and I loved it. I was, and I know people think like, well, don't you get sad when you know they leave and you're, 
And no. No. <laughs> no. And it wasn't that. It was it was our new tradition. Right. So it was like my new it's norm. Creating new yeah. tradition. And I liked it. I don't know. I just Yeah. I, I We started looking forward more to the holidays. I like that you guys get you know, you guys never get away. So I like that you guys that you know, dad works yeah. all the time and so I was like, and you get a break from the animals mm-hmm. and <laughs> having to take care wow, of the feral yeah. cats. And <laughs> so I, I just, it became a new tradition and I never like, oh, I missed you at Thanksgiving. Because no. when you guys would come back, we'd eat and it'd be fine. But that was our new tradition, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to say that I'm not sure in the process of our new tradition kind of way of life, like who who was left behind, you know, like. The, I only want to t- I only want to talk about this because someone might be able to relate to this. So, that doesn't mean that some people might not understand that it's going to be difficult. This is difficult. Mm-hmm. This is difficult, and it's no one's fault. It's it's not if you're if you have people around you that you know they want they want you to come back to them. They want you to yeah. come over for Thanksgiving. They want. They want their lives to go back to normal too, what it was. You're, you know, mm-hmm. and it's nothing against anyone. It just we 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 couldn't do it, mm-hmm. you know. And you know, maybe now with my son and you know him getting older, and you know, we maybe we we can go back to that. But I just have to bring it up because, you know, I don't know. No one has ever told me, you know that they were offended or that it oh. bothered them. But I don't know. Sometimes I feel it, mm. you know, sometimes I feel it and it mm. could just be me, but I just want to say that, you know, I, it was nothing it's towards nothing you. Personal. Yeah, personal. And if you, you are, if you're struggling with that, if you, if you go out and start doing new traditions and you're struggling, you start, you, you know, people start, you know, you're, you're the missing piece of the puzzle. You're supposed to come every Christmas, you know, yeah. it's like, you know, cause you make this like, right. I don't know. And they miss you. They miss you. They love you. They want you there. Right. But I, I didn't have the emotional like capability, you know, I, I'm not capable of coming and, and doing like what we did as kids mm-hmm. here. It I was can't. just too hard. And so, um, so yeah, I just, I just want to bring that up because I want to make sure, like, you know, my people know it's yeah. nothing against you. I love you. I wish with all my heart and soul that I could spend every Thanksgiving with you. Right. And but be like yeah. we used to do. You are like we used to be. But um, it's still too, 12 years later. Mm-hmm. It's still too painful for me to do that. But I hope to, you know, sometime. Maybe we could do a different different a way. A different way, I think. A different way of this, the old way. <laughs> you know, yeah. But anyway, so I definitely had to bring that up. Because um, I don't want, you know, if, if you... I don't want people to struggle with this. Let, mm. let people be. <laughs> mm. um, if they need to do new traditions. Okay, so that was that. Um, and then... Okay, so again, still in the aftermath, family and friends. We're talking to the pastor. We're seeing him regularly, you know, as mm-hmm. a family. Oh shoot! And then um, we somehow—I don't know—maybe Pastor Rick brought it up, but brought up the hospice group, like a hospice support group. 
Yes, it was him. Was it probably was him? I mean, was. probably because he was going to. He was meetings. already okay. involved and stuff. So he brought them up mm-hmm. that organization, and so we go there and we get you know a list of meetings, and in that meeting we met, we meet like. I think, you know, someone who had lost her husband and then, you know, someone had lost their parents. So it's grieving, grieving, different and types different of grieving. Type. Exactly. Okay. And so we got a taste of it and we were like, oh, okay. Cause you know, they know where we're at. Right. They're rock bottom. They're in the aftermath. They're depressed. Mm-hmm. So we definitely got a taste of that, you know, that support mm-hmm. group. Mm-hmm. And then after the meeting, uh, the woman who was leading the meeting, she came up to us and she said, have you ever heard about compassionate friends? Okay. And no, we hadn't. And she said, that is a support group specifically for parents and siblings who have lost a child or sibling. You might want to check that out. They have a chapter here in Napa. And so we look that up. We see the first meeting. And so this is, we're coming up on the first year. We're like maybe 11 months, mm-hmm. right? We're, we're about to have that one year, one year mark. mark. And I don't even have to tell you guys, we're, you know, just, we're still picking up, picking ourselves up off the floor mm-hmm. every morning, like every day we have That's to, definitely. yeah, we're, we're still, still just, struggling. Oof, we're, we're still thinking we're not going to survive. Mm-hmm. This is like, remember I said, literally, and I'm using this correctly, literally thought that the world was going to end. I'm still thinking God's coming for us. This is not possible. Okay. So we're going in there almost a year in and they're sitting in a group and there's probably like 15, 20 of them. And, and so we start telling our story. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember, I'll never forget this. We're like, Oh, how long has it been? And we're like, Oh, it's about to be a year. And like, you just hear the whole room. They're all, Oh yeah. Like, Oh, and they like clutch their hearts. Like, Oh, because they know. Yeah. They know where we're at. These are people. These are our people. Right. <laughs> These, was this was the first crazy. time that we were welcomed into the club. We met our people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're like, oh, no, you're, oh, you know, they just want to come over and like hold us and hug us and like because they know where we're oh, at. I was in tears the whole time. Oh, yeah. It was, I, I mean, I couldn't speak at all it was yeah because we sit in a circle and it's like you don't have to tell your story but most people do and And even though you start hearing the stories and you're like wow yeah so you're hearing like you know 10 years into it Mm -hmm. five years into it 20 years into it we met like i said someone who lost their child to cancer we met you know so they're young children they're adult children um, older children, you know, it, it's just all different, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so we met, um, another mom who, uh, another, uh, actually it was a mom, it was a mother and father who were in there together as a couple and they lost their daughter. I believe she was walking on a sidewalk and a drunk driver ran up on the sidewalk oh, yeah. and, uh, she was killed. Yes. And okay. she was maybe late teens, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. And so, and they're the ones that talked to us about, um, they asked about dad. They said the husband, he said, you know, cause we're talking about us oh, uh-huh. and I know. my brother yeah. and my son. And he asked, he said, how was your husband doing? And we said, I mean, he, he seems like, you know, he's okay. He's okay, he's, but we really he's, didn't know. You know, he's 
you know, he was he was working a lot. He, my dad, oh That's my gosh. That's what he was doing. He, your well, dad he, dove into complete work. Yes. Because he started that project over here. Well, see, this is, and this is what the husband told right? us. Mm. He told us, he brought it to our attention. You know, he made us aware. He said, that's what he's doing for you guys. He had to step into that role. He can't show you his emotions. He can't show you that he's struggling because he has to put that on for you. He has to mm -hmm. put on that, not that face, but you know, he has, he has to be that. You can't just put on the face. Like he has to be that for you. And so, you know, be aware that your dad is struggling because I think we did mention like it kind of seems like he's like not over it, but like he it kind of seemed like he was kind of moving along further than we were. And he and we mentioned about him working a lot. And yes, like you mentioned, he was started building a bridge to um they had like a you guys had like a shed that a you built. My, we're in construction. And so my dad built um, like an, a shed, a storage shed mm -hmm. and, um, a little bit down the hill. And so you would have to walk down the hill to, and then Rudy had told him before, you know, you need to build like a bridge. You should build yeah, a bridge yeah. oh my God. <laughs> that goes from the deck, from your outside deck to, to the, the storage the unit, because that would be so cool. And so when Rudy passed away, my dad went crazy he's, on the building he's and he nonstop. And it then he had crazy. Yes. He had coworkers and friends that were coming and volunteering with my dad mm -hmm. on the weekends. Mm -hmm. And they were volunteering in the rain, in the and, mud. It was driving me crazy. And they were working and working. So they built like they, they extended the deck. I mean, my dad just went like nuts on this deck. Mm -hmm. And then the deck, because then he built the bridge and the bridge and the stairs. And it was just like, it was so much. <laughs> and I mean, it was beautiful. Don't get me wrong. But um, that's when, you know, the gentleman said, clicked. I mean, he's, that's what he has to do. That's his role. And that's where he's at right now. So just make sure, you know, don't, don't right. fault him. Don't think he doesn't care. Don't think he's not as hurt as you are, mm -hmm. but he can't show you that he can't do that. He has to hold it together for you too. And that's when we started being more understanding of that. Like, okay, mm -hmm. dad, like dad, dad, that's dad's coping mechanism. That's his outlet. Nope. Got to go to work. Got to put my head down. Go to work, mm -hmm. go to work, go to work, hammer, mm -hmm. hammer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so he just built and, um, wow. Yeah. That was crazy. So from there, um, as I mentioned, we started hearing different stories mm -hmm. and different parents telling us what part of the journey they're at. How many years has it been for you? This is how it was for me my first year. This is how long it takes me to get here. Don't allow people to, you know, tell you this and they can't, you know, tell you how you feel. And it was just like I said, you, you find your people and they can, you know, like, oh, I can't imagine. Oh, they can because they, yeah. they've been there. They're in it just like you. So they can't imagine. They know exactly what you're going through. Mm -hmm. Okay. So from there, the compassionate friends, that definitely um, instrumental. And I can't rate which one's higher than the other, but it's up there with all the other ones of how the importance of, um, you know, how important it was in our survival. Right. Like that's part of that support system. That's what carried us as well. That group there and, and finding people in the same club as you. So I definitely, definitely 
suggest, recommend you, you look that up. There are chapters all over the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, you just look it up and put in your zip code. You'll find a chapter near you. And it, it's, that's definitely something we urge you yeah. to get into. Recommend. Take that first yeah. step, if anything else, to the Compassionate Friends. Right. Because that is where you will find your people. And they give you time. You don't, it's not something you have to, they expect you to make a big speech or anything. No, no, no. They give you, you they give you time to. I love it. it. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like I said, it was like, we sat in a circle and not everyone shared, not everyone wanted to share. Mm-mm. And, um. So yeah, you don't have to share. You could just go listen, listen. eat some pastries, mm-hmm. drink some coffee, and listen to stories. And then you, when you get the, when you get to the part where you're breaking up, and that's when you can, if you're that kind of person, you you can talk to someone, you know, personally. Yes, and really connect. We met, and we did. We met a and mom. We, she came up to us, right? Yes, and we hope to have her on here as a guest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Uh, she came up to us, and I believe her daughter. Uh, it had maybe been. 10 years, 15 years. Yeah, I think it was And 10, yeah. she had lost her daughter. Uh, her daughter was 18. And so she came up to us and she, you know, oh, I'm, you know, I know where you're at. And I just like, you know, they like, like I said, when now when we hear a family dies, uh-huh. like our hearts, like, oh, it's like twisted inside mm-hmm. and knots. And you're like, oh, because you know what that family is going through in and the you beginning. Want to help them or reach yes. out to them if you can. So that's what she did. She walked, we went over there to get some pastries and she walked over to the table. Mm-hmm. I was like, Excuse me, you know, mm-hmm. uh, my name is so and so. And, and she told us, you know, um, about other resources. She talked to us about other resources. Mm-hmm. And she had asked us, you know, do you do you believe in mediums? And um, I said, you know, I never really had thought about that. But I do believe that my brother is in heaven. And I do believe that he can hear me. And mm-hmm. that, you know, that I talk to him. And, oh, yes, I believe that I still have a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. So I'm not against it. And so um, with her, we kind of, like you said, we formed a a separate relationship Mm -hmm. with her outside of that group. And then um, we were introduced to that type of support system. And if you don't believe in it, if you're not for it, if you think it's bad juju, um, to each his own. For us, we were all in. Sign me up. And we went to her house. And we met another group of people. Yes, we met other, yes, we met so many different people that were in the same club, same club. And, and it just helps it helps yeah. to see someone that is five years into it 10 years yeah. into it and but you like, see that they're how? there and like, they're how? they're <laughs> thriving they're okay so yes. it gives you hope like yeah and you look at them like they're foreign objects You're huh like, Where right come from I'm gonna be there <laughs> how <laughs> right and so um okay so through that group, we met another parent, and then she introduced us to, you know, a medium, and we would go do groups at her house, and and so, yeah, so that was another way. With the Compassionate Friends, we do want to bring up, here's something that I love, love, love. Oh, yeah. The- so they do a candlelight vigil. It's a holiday season candlelight vigil, and it happens every second Sunday in December every year. And so if you have like a chapter nearby, then your chapter will most likely hold 
some sort of event. With ours, they would do like um, the big Christmas trees, a huge Christmas tree right. in front of the hospital. And we've met there before and, you know, there's hot chocolate and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But you're, you're basically, so what happens at at these candlelight um, vigils is the candlelight, obviously, but it's, it's seven o'clock. And, and it's all around the world, actually. It's not even just national, but it's supposed to be like seven o'clock, 7 p.m. on the second Sunday in December. You, if you've lost a child or a sibling, you light a candle and you just, you know, remember them. Remember them. But it's supposed to be like, you know, if it's seven o'clock and then all around the world and it's like lit for 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so it's a beautiful, beautiful tribute it is tradition memorial i love it and so um again if you're if you get in contact with your chapter and they might do something like that where they'll hold a little event you know Mm -hmm. and again just Mm -hmm. kind of pastries and hot cocoa but really the point is that you know you bring your picture we bring a picture oh yeah and then the candle they provide the candle and then you know we're all out there, parents and siblings with our candles, remembering mm-hmm. them. And it's beautiful because the Christmas tree and, you know, it's the holiday season because why? Because it's the holidays and you're at rock bottom again. And they do <laughs> call out their They call out their names. names. Yeah, you, they have a list because you, mm-hmm. when you get there, you write your child's names. name down, sibling's name down. And you put and the picture yes. down. And they and they have the see. Yes, exactly. I forgot about that part. They do. They call the names. And then it's just, I love it. I, mm-hmm. it's, again, it's like the altar. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's just another time of the year. So here we are. We're remembering him in, at the end of October. So, you know, you're dreading Halloween. Halloween. Right? Because, oh, it reminds me of my childhood. Or, I, you know, I remember my children dress up. Like, whatever, right? Halloween's but, bring, yeah. triggering something. But it's not because you're getting excited because you're getting ready for the altar. Right. Okay. Then Thanksgiving comes around. You're doing a whole new tradition. Right. And, and then, then Christmas, Christmas comes, comes, which is like probably one of the worst. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, yeah. holidays, because that's really depression mm-hmm. city right there. And, but here you go. You're, you know, we're getting excited because we're going to get the picture and the candle and we're going to go out oh. there and be with other parents yes. and siblings and we're remembering and maybe them. maybe even see the same people that we've yes. seen at other Exactly. Exactly. So here we are again, like a couple of months. It's like, it's like, you're like always celebrating mm-hmm. them. Right. And in little ways, you know, it doesn't take much to do this. So if you don't do the whole, like, go out and do it with everyone else, you can do this at home, which right. is what we've done also. We haven't always had, you know, the, the chance able to, to get, get out to there. It. Um, but you can also do this at home. Mm-hmm. Seven o'clock, second Sunday. Light your candle. Every December, mm-hmm. light your candle. Put your picture of your... Picture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Remember them, honor them, happy holidays, and mm-hmm. remember those beautiful memories, beautiful memories. Oh, this, this, that's what I mean. Like this, mm-hmm. this part makes me feel better. It's like, oh, this, yeah. oh. okay. Your, your heart still has to feel a little lighter because it's, it's just so heavy. Right. Okay. So candlelight vigil. Okay. So, um, another, and we've talked about this and I hope to have her on as a guest, our counselor, we will keep bringing up things that she has mentioned that have been instrumental in us surviving because of what she says, right? The, um, 
you're not going to, you know, give that idea up that like, oh, I just need time because I need to, they need to give me time so I can get back to myself. No, you're not going to get back to yourself. They need to figure it out. That's on them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I'll, I'll constantly be remembering things that she told us. Um, and again, I mentioned how she said, because I was feeling guilty, like, oh, this is only my brother. He's not my husband. Like, why am I still depressed three years later or whatever? And she's like, it's the relationship you had with him, right? So that's important because uh, this is not just for, oh, he was my sibling or he was my child. If you had, if you had like a cousin, a best friend that was like your sibling, you know, you had it's someone, the relationship yeah, the you relationship. had with them, right? Is, if you're, if you're like anywhere in this grieving process, it doesn't have to be a sibling or a child. Like, you know, we're here best for friend. you. Somebody, mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. So she taught me that it's a relationship you have with that person. Here's another thing she taught me, and then we'll move on from from her, but I hope to have her as a guest. Um, She taught me, because I'm like going through all these feelings and emotions and just, I mean, ugh, you don't even know what it is, right? Because you've never been through this. Mm -hmm. And she says, well, that's, and that's what she, she says, you know, the emotions that you're going through, they don't have names. They're not in the dictionary, because not everybody will go through this. Not everyone will lose a child. Not everyone will experience this post-traumatic way, you know, like your sibling. Mm-hmm. Like, not everyone will go through this experience, right? Like, that's why we said this is a club. This is a special club. We hope you're never part of it, but this is a special club. And so she's saying the feelings that you're trying to, like, name, you know, and trying to label, they don't have names. Because right. not everyone goes through, they're not, you know. And so, again, that's just more like, of an understanding of awareness what, of what I'm going, what we're going, mm-hmm, what we're going through and, you know, permission, allowing yourself mm-hmm. the feelings and, you know, so that's what I want to say about her. And, um, and I've already said how important she was and is, cause I know we, uh, you continue to see her sometimes when yes. you need to. Um, but yes. Okay. So, the for the first year anniversary I talked about when we went to Compassion and Friends was coming up on the first year. On his first year anniversary, we all got together, the same people, friends and family. And at this point, I think it's like 35 of us, 30 to 35 mm-hmm. of us, right, that are always getting together for these things, for these events. And we decided to go to the ocean to one of, our favorite camping spots, you know, that we used to go to growing up. And we went to the ocean. We had a picnic, again, caravan. Um, and It was a good day. It was. Mm-hmm. And we had a picnic on the beach, and we spread ashes in the ocean. ocean. And we celebrated his life once again, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> One year ago, you left us, but we're still all here celebrating you because you will never be forgotten. Mm-hmm. So that's year one. And that helped with coming up on that year anniversary. Because again, like we're saying, it's like you're, you're, you're kind of busy getting ready for it too, right? You're planning. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, we're getting these people together. We got to plan the food. Okay, pack up the car because we're going to the beach. So you're kind of like busy, you know, preoccupied getting things ready. You're going to see all these people. Yes. So you can't really be all in your feelings, you know, because mm-hmm. they're, they're happy feelings. You can be in your feelings, but these are happy feelings. So you don't really go to that dark place. Well, that's, that's what I feel like these events do for us. And so, um, so here comes the second year. So the first year was 
okay, we survived it because of yeah. the way we did it. Take it. Yeah. And the family and friends, obviously. So here comes year two. And again, same group of friends. They're all still around. This is like 30 to 35 people all the time, just checking in. And so year two comes around and my parents and I say, let's have a barbecue. It, like it wasn't planned to have this like memorial every year for Rudy. No. But what happened was the second year comes around and everyone's still around us, caring us, loving us, supporting us. And we're like, we want to have a barbecue at the house and, you know, hire, you know, our taco caterer. Yeah. He come make tacos <laughs> all day long. Yeah. And we'll, you know, say, come up to the lake, you know, go to go swimming out there. And, and so camp it was out. camp out. People were camping. But it was our way of like thanking everyone. That's how That's the, the memorial started. One, yeah. yeah. The first one was the beach. And then the second one after that, we, we had a party like, at the yeah. house. Yeah. And we call it um, his memorial. That's what I call it. Celebration of life. But I mean, right. I mean, I even have a, I had made a banner and his pictures. Right. And every year we put that up. You know, and it's that like Rudy's annual memorial, you know, remember him. Mm-hmm. And there we all go every year yeah, for- to our house. You know, people are bringing their, you know, camping gear and they're out on the lake and then they come here after they're, you know, out all day and they eat and people are coming and going. Mm-hmm. Neighbors, we even, oh, definitely neighbors we invited because neighbors were also there for us. Mm-hmm. And it was the the memorial started as a thank you. Mm-hmm. We wanted to have this party and thank every single one of our friends and family for still being there for us mm-hmm. and, and letting you know, like, hey, we survived. Because and they also wanted to be around us. Yes. Through that yes. Year. They- yes. And so, um, but the memorial, like I said, it, it really started as a thank you. Yeah. It really did. We were like, we need to thank these people mm-hmm. for like, we're in year two and they're still here with us. Right. And um, they will not leave our side until they know that we can stand on our, our own mm-hmm. feet. Really. And so, um, so after that, every year, that's what we did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and look forward to it. Yes. Right? And again, here we go again. It's like a whole month of planning. Yes. <laughs> and you're like, okay, we got to, you know, this and we're that. And then this year we're, you know, we bring a swimming pool in and for the kids. And mm-hmm. um, so, yes. So that began as an, you know, a thank you. And it turned into, well, every year we're celebrating Rudy, remembering his life. Mm-hmm. It happens to be in the summer. He gave us the gift of, you know, he passed away in the summer. So everyone's off. Not everyone, but, you know, like the kids are right. off. And I was still off because I was still teaching. So it was like just this party, like a summer, summer bash yeah. every year. That's how I felt. Um, and again, our last party. And Rudy would have loved it. Oh, Rudy would have loved it. Yes. Because everyone's here. I know. Everyone's here. We're eating tacos and mm-hmm. just, uh, you know, stories and music and laughing and the children running around. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And That's so. Good. Again, it's part of those events, those little things we do throughout the year mm-hmm. that, you know, you, you get a little preoccupied so you're not really like, you know, you can't you like be in your depression because you're getting things ready. And then you look forward because now you're going to see all his friends. Mm-hmm. And, and so that became our tradition up until 2019. Again, the pandemic, pandemic. hit. And uh, that year we didn't do it. And then our house burned down so we have stopped doing that. But um, when the houses are done, we will continue that 
tradition for yep. sure. So, um, yeah, we will not let that one go. No, um, none of these will let go. We'll get back to, but, um, we just got a little sidetracked with, um, and we'll talk about that more and like, cause like rebuilding the yes. rebuilding is like, okay. And then things happen. Yes. You're like, Oh, that was nothing. <laughs> I lost my brother. That was nothing. Yeah. Okay. So, um, that became our annual thing. His Facebook page was also um, a good way of, that was also therapy. That was also a good support system yeah, because. Posting. Yeah, he posted would, like messages and, mm-hmm. and I love that they respond and mm-hmm. with the pictures and stuff that they put up. It's yes, cool. yes. And so I, I still run his page. Yeah. And exactly like I will put, you know, posts like, mm-hmm. you know, pictures or. You know, I would post like, oh, we're having the memorial this year. And I don't know. It's just it was in and I also like it because it's like friends that we don't see all like his friends that I don't see all the time. So even friends that I don't even know he had, I like, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, baseball friends from back in the day. And they'll even still communicate and leave, you know, happy birthday on his page. Happy heavenly birthday. And mm-hmm. they'll leave sometimes pictures they find when they were in back in school and stuff. So I definitely um, use his Facebook page too mm-hmm. as a way of a support system. So thank you so much for for always posting and and keeping that Definitely. alive. You know, um, so yeah. So support systems. You see the light. You're starting to reach for it. It begins to feel. I don't know if "good's" the right word. A little lighter. You start to feel a little feel lighter. A little lighter in the heart. Mm. You. You feel like, I mean, I just can't, I can't stay here in this dark aftermath with so many people Mm -hmm. uplifting and rooting for me. I have to, and my brother, I have to continue his legacy. And I can't do that on the ground. You have to pick (laughs) yourself up. You have to pick yourself up. We'll talk about that in the next episode. But right now, you're starting to feel a little bit lighter. This made us feel so good. We felt mm-hmm. love. We feel love because this continues. This never stopped. We feel love. We feel blessed. We feel honored mm-hmm. that you love my brother so much that now you have adopted us. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> you no, adopted really. me as a sister. You adopted us as mm-hmm. a family. And so thank you so much you. for the umpteen time. If it were not for these support systems, we would have not survived this. Mm-hmm. So thank you. Thank you, support systems. Thank you, dear Lord. Um, okay, so let's end with our song, Music Therapy. We chose You've Got a Friend by Carol King. Carol King. And first... The song definitely, the whole entire song. Not This mm-hmm. is not just a verse or a line. This is like the entire song from the beginning to the end. Listen to it. Read the lyrics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this song, yeah, it, first of all, it reminds me of my brother. Even before his death, like this was my song to my brother, you know, when he was alive. Like, you've always been my friend. When I need you, I just call your name. And But, um, so not only relating to my brother, but this just kind of, like relates to the the group, you know, the support systems mm-hmm. that held us up. So here we go. You've got a friend by Carol King. When you're down and troubled and you need some love and care, 
and nothing, nothing is going right. Close your eyes and think of me and soon I will be there to brighten up even your darkest night. You just call out my name. You know wherever I am, I'll come running to see you again. Winter, spring, summer, or fall, all you have to do is call. I'll be there, and you've got a friend. I mean, I can keep going because that mm-hmm. entire song, song you can relate to. If the sky above you grows dark and full of clouds, that old north wind begins to blow. You keep your head together. You call my name out loud and soon you'll hear me knocking at your door. That entire, that's it. That, that sums up what we have. Mm-hmm. And that was my brother for me. He was my person. That's who he was to me. When he died... I gained more brothers and sisters, and now I have that. So thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it, Mm -hmm. and we hope to someday hear your stories. Until next time, thank you.